Hi, and welcome to the first episode of Do You Like Ice Cream, an artist podcast. In this episode, I was honored to talk to TT, who is a musician that has been working on music for the past 10, 15 years or so. And in this podcast, we talk about pop culture, her growing up in Oregon, and most importantly, her upcoming third album slash EP that has yet to be released, but is definitely in the works. And without further ado, here's the podcast. Yeah, I, I feel like, and I'm a writer, I feel like I'm a songwriter before I'm, I'm anything else. Um, and so I felt like I kept that um, throughout all of my songs and like my artistic journey but I the sound has definitely changed I think like when I was first when I first made those songs Miseducate and The Suburbs there I was kind of just figuring like around. <laughs> yeah and that was when I was like just like meeting with kind of local producers and seeing what they came up with and then I would just sing over it and so oh, okay own idea um and like bringing um my own like chords or like my own arrangements to people so I was like kind of not as confident yet yeah I mean I feel like that's kind of a coherent theme and like any artist that yeah. starts out we're all just like damn like should I yeah. and then you're like as you get older you're like yeah fuck this yeah. <laughs> um yeah. but yeah going through all that um I also like I follow you on Twitter and I noticed that you tweeted about Lauren Hill and I was kind of like wondering if there was a connection between miseducate and the miseducation of Lauren Hill <laughs> yes it was the title just I think the title alone was like an homage to her because she was one of my biggest inspirations as a teenager um, yeah. And the first time I heard her album, I was 16, and I was like, oh, my God, like, she's such a strong woman. She can fit so many words into one song. Yes. Um, and and every, like, word is impactful. So um, it kind of was a nod to it. But also at the time, I was, like, very invested in my, um, like, college career. Like, I was, like, yeah. a research assistant and stuff. And then I was kind of – I kind of – like enrolled into college as like a uh like it was like a panic move I was like oh my god I don't know what yeah. to do I'm just gonna like go to college and then yeah. I kind of just like fell down a rabbit hole and I was just like really into being a student and I felt yeah. like I was in between being a student and doing music and I felt like I couldn't have both so that's kind of what that song was yeah no I t I, I get that there's a lot of pressure that comes with like after leaving high school and then like entering that world of like should I work and then should I go to college <laughs> awful being being young out of school is not a fun time yeah um and I'm just kind of curious did you ever listen to the Fugees yeah I did <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so mm -hmm. um and so with those two songs obviously came like TV girls and all the music videos that came out. And I noticed you kind of have this coherent theme of using like a film grainy kind of style of film. Is it to yeah. keep that like nostalgia kind of yeah. style? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I like older things and I like things. I, I am like a very nostalgic person. And so I incorporate that as much as I can. I just think it feels different. It like, and I like when things 
like even photos like look dirty you know and like um texture and grain I just make I think it makes it look more interesting and I feel like yeah I'm just really drawn to it I think (laughs) was that kind of the inspiration for like the cover pinup style of the bad dreams cover artwork yeah yeah I thank you (laughs) I was like when I first was thinking about that I was like is this too extra and I'm like yes but like not even (laughs) (laughs) so I was like whatever um but yeah I was like really into I was kind of um thinking about no what was it I think I saw a an image online of um it was like an old photo of like a like a 1920s like woman and she's like has like um kind of like burlesque makeup and she's like sitting on a moon and I was like oh it's kind of like how I would envision this cover but I like toned down toned it down a bit um but yeah I I'm like really into like costumes and um images from you know past decades and stuff I just think it's more interesting you know everyone is is like too cool these days and I just like (laughs) like, older stuff yeah I mean I feel like that's kind of what you get with Portland, too. It's kind of like everyone lives in the 90s. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, I just moved back from, or so I moved to Portland a year ago, and I lived there for a year, and I just moved back to California for a little bit. But, um, <laughs> no, don't worry. <laughs> I might go back. <laughs> okay. Well, you let me know if you come back. Okay. Um, no, yeah, definitely, because I, I started doing, like, some photography work out there, and I was trying to see... I. I don't know if you ever got my message about wanting to do like photo work just in randomly, but I think we just like missed each other, but I'll totally hit you back up when I'm out there for photo work. Um, and then I know in past interviews, you've said that you, your inspiration was Christina Aguilera, Amy Winehouse <laughs> and Brandy. Um, and for all the U- YouTube natives, they all know about your covers. Yeah. <laughs> And it's kind of interesting, like, comparing the live versions of your Valerie cover and Amy Winehouse's live cover. I feel like you, like, you say that you have more of a different style than you did originally, but I kind of noticed this elegance that kind of stems from the very beginning to, like, bad dreams, like, even just that kind of like the tone that you have in Valerie is kind of a similar tone that you have in Shades of Blue, I feel like. And whereas like with Amy Winehouse, it's more of like she puts a lot of emphasis on certain notes, I feel like, to kind of give it more power, where like yours is a little bit more elegant, more calm, soothing type of music. Um, But yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. Um, And then I know you're... I just found out, like, you're a big fan of tattoos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you're like, oh, bad bitches get stomach and hand tattoos. <laughs> oh, God. No one, no one look at my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best tattoo shop in Portland? My, I, my dad actually owns a tattoo shop. Really? Yeah. And so I grew up in a tattoo shop. Oh, um yeah I read that you learned a lot of like musician type of stuff from him but I had no idea like he owned a yeah. tattoo shop. that's so cool yeah. um you want to give him a plug <laughs> it's, it's like super chill these days and it's he like 
he lives in Vietnam now. So he like oh, comes okay. back here and there. But so his artists run the shop now and it's called Canyon Body Art. Um, oh. Like kind of closer to Beaverton, okay. um, Portland. But yeah, um, I love them. They, they've known me since I was really little. And so now they're like, okay, she's tattooing her hand. That's <laughs> like in a different continent, whatever. <laughs> oh. Yeah, big fan of tattoos. I love them. Okay. Well, I'll be sure when I'm there because I I just got a septum piercing while I was out there like a month ago. And, <laughs> yes, <fun> right. <laughs> and um, I have a tattoo in mind, so I'll definitely go go yeah. to your place. Can you spoil it? Can I know? Um, yeah. So the only reason I haven't gotten it yet is because it's like a fifteen hundred dollar quote that I got on it. It's oh, a it's a forearm tattoo of a silhouette that um, is kind of reminiscent of a shroom strip <laughs> that I had. Whoa. No <laughs> and way. It's going to be, um, so I came from, I'm originally from Palm Springs, which is kind of like the exact opposite of Portland. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I've always had this, so like from Joshua Tree, you can actually go out there since there's no light pollution you can see the full milky way with your camera and so i had this idea for a tattoo to include a milky way but with pine trees and then have it all be silhouetted with kind of like a figure in the space and then just include little details and nuances for like multiple stories <laughs> i love that there is sorry can i just like tell you about something this is so unreal yeah do oh. <laughs> Um, you. <laughs> there's this ah oh, I forgot what it's called. Um, there is this sci-fi anthology that I read. I only read a couple stories from it, and there is a story where this young couple goes to Joshua Tree, and they get like possessed by the trees. What? Yeah, like the spirit <laughs> of trees. And then I think the girl ends up trying to like kill the dude, like her what? her like potential like fiance i need it i'll find out and i'll tell you about it but yeah anyway sorry no that's fine this seems like it's a metaphor for them taking ayahuasca and tripping balls (laughs) 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 because if you go to joshua tree it's just cacti and palm trees oh my god (laughs) it's it's like there's there's trees (laughs) Um, that's that's who i do that i'm excited for you thank you um and then so i I know you, you're telling people to avoid your Twitter, but that's kind of how, like, a lot of people are finding out about, like, more music that might be upcoming. Um, I know that I just came across a tweet a while ago that said that you have three half-written songs yeah. already. Um, yeah. for Is that for, like, the next album, or is that just, like, oh, damn, <laughs> you're working your ass off. <laughs> <laughs> it's up now. It's up to, I think, Already? Six. Yeah. Oh, wow. I wrote, uh, like, four songs yesterday, but I don't really love all of them. I have a, a bunch of, yeah, half-written songs. They usually start like that because I need to get, like, a feel of where, like, things are going and how they'll sound together. But, yeah, I don't know if it's, like, going to be an album or just, like, an EP. I, I'm trying not to, like, put a name on it, so I just call it a, a project. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, I I really want to put something else out. <laughs> I'm I'm excited. (laughs) I love the music. I listen to it like every day. Um, And then I I feel like growing up in Portland, coming from like a Vietnamese background culturally, like Portland being 
literally the whitest city in America. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, do you did you find like I don't want to say like a racial upbringing, but like did was there like an outsider position that kind of encouraged you to pursue music in terms of like connecting those two or um, connecting like Vietnam and Portland in terms of like the different cultures? Hmm. Well, I feel like I've always, I've just always been drawn to music, regardless. Like, before I think I even realized I was Asian, you know? Yeah. Or, like, before I even saw myself as any, like, type of identity or part of, like, a subgroup. And so I think, um, yeah, it was just something that I always, was always drawn to and was always in love with. And then as I got older, I felt like it, it was my, like, confidant because most, my experience as you know, like a young child and a teenager, I was like the token Asian girl. Like yeah. I would be hanging out with like all white kids because I wanted to be popular, right? So yeah. I would like be cool with like the popular kids and usually they yeah. were white. And so I ended yeah. up being the token Asian girl and like being super, um, like I, I can like roll with the punches and, and be cool with everyone. But like internally, I felt like I didn't fit in anywhere and then like the Asian yeah. people didn't welcome me and so I was just like um I'm gonna loner it out <laughs> and just like yeah. when I get home like I wasn't allowed to go to parties and stuff so when I got home I would just write music and kind of be you know a loner and and, and yeah. do that so I think it, it definitely created this um dynamic for me socially where I did feel different from the people I was around and that really like pushed a lot of themes in my music of feeling yeah. like ostracized or like alienated mm -hmm. yeah um do is that I, I mean I'm sure it's not the reasoning for it but like let the song less lonely like maybe um that had some stemmy into like how you live your life now to where maybe there is that alienation to where if you're like oh if I'm more extroverted I'd be less lonely but simultaneously that's where your strengths are also like coming to fruition yeah I think part of me is really really like a social butterfly and then the other part of me is so um introspective to the point where I'm like I just want to be alone with my thoughts for like five months you know and then yeah. like not talk to people um so it's like hard to do to deal with both of, of like my needs. Um, and so I think when I make friends, it's hard for me to continue and carry on friendships because I'm like, yeah. I love you, but I can't like hang out. Yeah. I can't. And it's not because I'm busy. It's just because I'm like emotionally and mentally occupied. Like I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't go out of the yeah. house. Sorry. And I don't think not a lot of people understand that. And I've lost a lot of friendships and less lonely was written after I lost a friendship and they were like, you weren't there for me. And I was like, but I was like, that's <laughs> I, I was as much as I could be, you yeah. know? So I was actually really sad when I wrote that song. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I'm there for you, but in a distance kind of way, <laughs> like hit me up. I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then that's kind of a callback to like the ad lib you have in the beginning of Black Sheep, where it's just like, if I could spend six months, <laughs> do you spend yeah. six months alone? Oh, that that was like actual an actual dialogue I had between yeah. me and my friend Cert, where we just like, I was like, let's turn a mic on and let's just talk. And I I decided to look 
back through it and put pieces into it, uh, pieces of it into the album. But yeah, I was like, no, for real, if I could just like hide and hibernate. That's it. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of Sir, uh, how did, how was your reaction to TT's poem? <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I'm like not, I'm not used to like people celebrating me. And so when they do, I'm like, do I need to bake you a cake? Like, <laughs> that's like so nice. What is the appropriate response for this? <laughs> yeah, I don't, what do I do with this? Like, do I pay you? Like, what, what, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Free marketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, but it was so nice. And it was yeah. cool because, um, like, he didn't ask me to sing or, like, whatever. He was just like, can you just write something? I just want to, like, just write anything, whatever you feel. It can be, like, one sentence. And I was like, yeah. okay. So it was, <laughs> and then it should up. <laughs> yeah. And then he named it that. And I was like, no way. You did not name it that. And he's like, I can't. <laughs> okay. So, well, I'm just going to go cry. <laughs> and um, kind of diverting from it, uh, I know that for, like, the past 10 12 years you've been playing piano nonstop, and you recently just became a piano teacher how's that going <laughs> yeah. um I I started playing piano when I was uh 10 or 11 that's when I started taking lessons um but my my I was doing classical piano for like the first two years and then I started writing songs and so my teacher yeah. um she was a voice and piano teacher. So she was like, let's hone in on those skills. So I didn't really complete my classical training. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I kind of diverged into doing like, like learning, um, you know, like chords and stuff. Cause I wanted to do YouTube covers. Um, so like, it, I felt like I wasn't really using my piano skills to its potential. And then I went through a phase where I wasn't doing music at all. And I was just teaching piano to like kids in my neighborhood. Um, but yeah, recently I got that job and it's the best job ever because I love kids and I love music and I love seeing kids be confident in what they're doing and to see them progress like each time each time we have a class and they're just, you know, slowly getting better and getting more sure of themselves. I think it's a really cool thing. Yeah. Kids are really cool. <laughs> Do you think you're going to be doing that for a lifetime? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, no matter what I do, I, I think like my life wouldn't be complete if I if I wasn't sharing my love of music with people yeah. especially with kids because they love music you know yeah yeah it's like the most I don't want to say vulnerable but like the most like absorbent stage where it's just like yeah. I'm enjoying sounds and yeah. Just, yeah like the more free-flowing there's no like associations with like any other person or stuff like that right um, and then <laughs> I know this is totally kind of random but how is joker and <laughs> do you like joaquin phoenix <laughs> do I love much, it? and do you love joaquin phoenix I as much as you say you do <laughs> oh my god oh my god so i like didn't even really know much about joaquin phoenix at all aside okay. from movie her okay. i love yeah. movie Same. her in high school yeah i loved yeah. it and then um i saw the joker trailer. i was like okay yeah cool i'm gonna go watch it yeah. oh my god when right. I, like, I felt like my pupils were just like dilating right. like whole time. And I was like, oh my God, what's gonna happen next? Like, I feel like I'm in this movie. I feel like I'm going insane as he's going right. insane. Um, but I loved how human it was. Yeah. I feel like anyone who has 
suffered from mental illness of any degree can relate to that movie. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, some people react to this movie poorly, you know, and find inspiration and, you know, yeah. you don't have to be PC about this. But um, aside from that, I felt like it was such a beautiful piece of art that was so raw and like the, the pace of it was perfect for me where it was yeah. like his like uh, insanity was kind of just like brewing and then it just yeah. like, manifest and explodes so yeah beautifully done beautifully shot so creative i loved it yes i i saw it for the second time when i was just visiting it um we went to grand lodge mcminimins uh-huh. and and they were playing at the movie theater there and so we were just like all wrapped up in blankets watching it <laughs> it was so cool um but it's kind of interesting seeing how I feel like people who struggle with mental illness, because I know you do, and I know, or like I do as well, um, to where seeing a movie like that, how we can kind of get more inspired in terms of our content artistically. And um, I know you said that your love life and your mental or your mental health is kind of the foundation for how you create most of your content musically. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there do you do written poetry as well as music and would you ever be interested in publishing a book about written poetry (laughs) it's one of my life goals um to publish a book and preferably a a poetry book um I took poetry in college and I loved it because you could workshop with people and it was really fun um so yeah I do um yeah I really, I really love poetry. I love, I love yes. writing in words, and I think, I think it's, yeah, amazing. So make make your debut at Pals. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. The whole, thing, the whole thing. Yeah. Um. Is there any person? I I noticed recently that, or actually, um, is there any poetry writer that you like a lot? specifically like as inspiration or anything i think his name is john Goth- godfrey, oh, john godfrey. oh godfrey yeah is that his name i think i think i think that's his uh, hold on godfrey sounds really familiar oh, i'm googling as we speak oh yeah no you're good i think that is his name <laughs> i have a book somewhere do you want me to go check to make sure oh i mean <laughs> it's up to you <laughs> Um, I'm gonna check one sec. Okay. Yeah. Before, no. anyway, I think <laughs> yeah. Dead. So one second. It's John Godfrey, and it's called The City Keeps. The City Keeps. Oh my dog is coming in. Um, <laughs> yeah, the the City Keeps, and I think it's a collection of of his poems over his like lifetime. I don't actually remember, but I love this book. I love the way he writes. Um. I haven't, I'm not really good at remembering poet names, though. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. I mean, it's understandable. Um, yeah. There's so many now that yeah. it's going to, like, some people know, like, the classics, like, Anne Sexton and, like, yeah. Hemingway. But, yeah, there's just so many people emerging that it's kind of hard to keep track of anyone artistically. Yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> I saw that you said that you want to be, like, Sia. Is that kind of being... Yeah. A, <laughs> is Hi. that kind of, no no you're fine um is that do you resonate more with wanting to be like Sia than 
wanting to be like Christina Aguilera and Amy Winehouse and Brandy now? Yes. <laughs> so as of like two days ago, I've just like delved into Sia's career. Like I didn't know much about her career. And I started listening to um, her old albums. And then that just like led me into like a rabbit hole of like learning who she is and what she does. And she has made a career out of writing hit songs that make her millions of dollars from like her home. Like she can just, she's like, I'd rather stay home and be with my dogs and like watch TV than, than like be out doing promo and stuff. And I realized like that is the fucking life for me. Like that. Yeah. To make music, make hits, get paid for it, and then just actually live your life in privacy. And she's mm-hmm. like, I don't, I felt like I was being, I was like public property and like people, like, you know, people become entitled to you when yeah. you, you know, become like a public figure. And so it was, I don't know, her, yeah, her career is really inspiring to me now that I know more about it. And she just writes hits and she just writes like a bunch of songs and, She's just so productive. I really, yeah, I love her. So I would prefer to be, nowadays, I would much rather yeah. be a Sia over a Christina. Um, can I share something real quick, though? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I like rambling. So I found out that my favorite Christina Aguilera songs were written by Sia. Oh, damn. And I wanted to cry. <laughs> I wanted to cry so much because I was like oh my god like I still worship the ground that Christina walks on but but Sia was like the mastermind behind I'm like oh my god it's like I was standing the wrong person but I you know it yeah so it was a really like really good moment for me I was like wow what a beautiful story 10 years later I find out that's the one I'm in love with but right yeah it's the songwriters behind the scene yeah (laughs) um (laughs) Yeah, like, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Jesse Reyes, but um, she was in Portland last year, actually, and she had the same story to where she actually started out as a songwriter, and a lot of her songs became really popular, but no one knew her, and so she went on to do her own thing, and now she's touring. If is there any venue that you're going to perform at anytime soon? Cause I know everyone's like, was really offended <laughs> when you had a concert and you didn't tell anyone. <laughs> it was like a closed event. And so I was like, am okay. I supposed to promote this? I don't know. And, yeah. and I was like sick and stuff. So I was like, I'm not going to promote this. Cause if I sound like shit, then it'll be a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> so I was like, nah, um, the goal is to, yes, I think I, I continue to postpone it because once I'm like writing new music, I hate all of my old songs. So I like don't want to sing them and I don't want to perform them. But I do have a band now and we're supposed to be practicing and booking gigs, but I'm the one that's like holding it back. I think because yeah. I don't feel ready to perform yet. I like, because when I, I think of my shows, I want them to be a, a certain way. So not yet, but okay. but yeah. yeah, I have a few venues that I want to play at that are, that are smaller and that yeah. are in Portland. Okay, um, yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, if you want to do more of like a live session without it being like more of like a stage presence, I know a lot of people do like the tiny desk concert idea. Yeah, help me! I would love that. <laughs> um, because. <laughs> 
yeah, I just thought that was a good avenue to go down. And then, um, yeah, smaller. I was a concert photographer when I was in Portland, so I know a few of the scenes. Uh-huh. And um, I know, I don't know if Dante's is technically the right scene, but it is a smaller venue to. I like, don't go out. So I don't know many venues. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like people think I'm like hitting the scene. <laughs> I'm like, I've only been like in the night scene, like maybe like 20 times as an yeah. adult. So. Well, even then, like, yeah, I noticed, like, I don't know if it's just me, but even when I was, like, out in Portland, like, it seemed like the city died at, like, nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, But, yeah, going from, I mean, in, in case, I mean, you grew up in Portland, so I'm, I'm just assuming, like, you possibly know them, even though you probably haven't gone there, is, like, Holoc- Holocene? <laughs> Holocene, yeah. I yeah. love Holocene. I would uh, love to go on there. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, maybe just, like, st- starting out at, like, those smaller venues and then just, like, as you're gaining traction, just, like, move up to, like, Wonder Ballroom, Crystal Ballroom kind of idea. But, um, yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially, um, I actually, one time I was photographing Shoreline Mafia in Crystal Ballroom, and as I was walking up to the venue, I could see the building vibrating <laughs> because oh it was God. so loud. <laughs> Yeah. So the floors are bouncy too. Yeah. So yeah. I could just imagine bad dreams just like <laughs> blasting <laughs> out. <laughs> um, but yeah, besides that, um, I really only had like a few other questions, which was like, I, so how you talked about your love life and multiple songs, I noticed that um, there's kind of a blending between or at least for the love life spectrum, uh, there's kind of a blending between positive and negative emotions. Mm-hmm. And I noticed like honeybee is a little bit more hopeful than like yeah. vice. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you right now in terms of the songs that you're writing now? Are, are they a little bit more on the hopeful side or more of like the, the like the more feels type? <laughs> mm-hmm. Both? I, I will, yeah. I think I'm like, permanently just like a little bit heartbroken like forever and like not in a like a sad but it's just like I I think I'm just like a hopeless romantic person so there's always my like the like sadness just like seeping through even if it's supposed to be a hopeful song so right now the music is still in that like yeah you said it's a spectrum for me with love I mean I totally understand that because like coming from like a poet background and also like mental health and i totally get the hopeless romantic side because same but (laughs) um and then um but with all of that going on is there a i don't know if there's really a way to say if there's like a distinct full sound to the new music that you're writing like how i felt like the new the new album was a little bit more pop and like bass related. And then the old one is a little bit like, I don't want to say like slower pace, but like it did have that more like calm vibe. Um, Is this one a mixture of like both of those or is there one like you're leaning more towards on? I think, I think because I'm working with a band, it's still a little bit unpredictable because I want my bandmates to express it the way that comes naturally. But I'm thinking that it will be 
it's hard to tell because like the other the last rehearsal we had i gave them three songs and they're like every single song is completely different i'm like because i have like my 20 personalities writing these songs like yeah yeah (laughs) so right now i think it's leaning towards like uh i don't know (laughs) yeah no you're good and i can't (laughs) um would it be fair to say that those 20 personalities are colliding in each song and it's just like that's how they're moving is like one part of the song you're like up and then it's down and then it's up it's in the middle (laughs) it's like bouncing off walls like doing dances it's like all over the place but i've accepted that that's my personality and that's the way i lived my life so i can't i can't be too focused anymore yeah i mean I, I think it's better to be free and just not, I don't want to say label, but just to like be free and just let what comes naturally just flow and then have it take its own form than mm-hmm. like trying to nail it down because then it might just limit its Absolutely. possibilities. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I mean, that's technically all the questions I had. Uh, where can people find you on social media is the obvious question. <laughs> Don't just don't find me on social media because you don't want it. <laughs> so go ahead and stalk her on every social media account. I'm just <laughs> at TT. T H Y T H Y. The spelling is important. <laughs> it is. Um, and then I think the last thing I had. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> It's kind of a random backstory to this, but the podcast is actually named Do You Like Ice Cream? (laughs) And I was just wondering what your favorite flavor was, if you loved it, and why is it at Salt and Straw? (laughs) And why is it at Salt and Straw? (laughs) I said, and why why is it only at Salt and Straw? (laughs) I actually, I don't love Salt and Straw. Really? I mean, maybe because you grew up with it. (laughs) No, I have. The line's always so long. I mean, you know, okay, true. Portland ice cream place, uh, 50 licks. 50 licks, okay. Yeah. Yes. Good. But my favorite uh, ice cream flavor has to be vegan. Yeah. And um, I think it's mint chocolate chip. Oh, really? I didn't know they make mint chocolate chip vegan. That's interesting. I don't know if I've had vegan mint chocolate chip. <laughs> I I know mint chocolate chip is my favorite flavor. Okay. And I feel like they made a vegan one, but that's the one I'd get. Okay. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I mean, it, may, it could just be your flavor before you were vegan. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, a complicated answer. Is there any... Do, do you like coffee? No, because I'm hyper already. So me and coffee is like, it just doesn't. So you're just naturally up. <laughs> yes, I am. I envy that so much. <laughs> Are you not? You I mean, coffee? like, I, I am, like, so I'm actually bipolar, too. And mm. so it's like, some, it's like, sometimes it works for me, sometimes it doesn't. But um, the coffee is like, become a staple in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Smell uh, so good. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, but the last question I had was living in Portland, like I don't I don't know if it's just me. I mean it's kinda unrelated to any music question, but um 
I noticed for me at least, like having I know you said in past videos, like the sun, like the sun is kind of like a ritual there because it's so like what is it? Not frequent. <laughs> that that uh, word. Yeah. <laughs> um, but has that had a lot of effect on like putting your mood into certain places while writing or like do you now find yourself writing more during summer with like the more upbeat songs or like the more calmer songs during the rest of the year? Mm -hmm. Um, I think I find myself writing the most during the colder months. Um, during summer, I'm like trying to just live my life and like, you know, and enjoy, enjoy the sun and like do things like that. But yeah, like it's just once it's like cloudy and it's rainy. I'm like, okay, it's time, it's time to work again. It's time to write again. I think it's just like, your condition to be that way when you live here because it like it's just rainy for like 75 percent of the time so I think so but I often write like a lot of both sad and kind of like more upbeat songs during this time like it doesn't the sun doesn't necessarily make me like more excited to write like a like a happier song um yeah it just rainy weather is productive weather for me yeah I mean, I I get that. I think coming from California personally, but also a lot of people I met in Oregon are actually from California, that they have kind of the opposite effect for them where they're like, man, like vitamin deficiency, D deficiency is really killing me right now. Yeah. (laughs) It's real. real thing. Everyone's like, okay, it's time for everyone's seasonal depression in Oregon. We're all sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I'll just get get under one blanket and just like let's fall asleep for a season. Forever, like under blanket for from September till July. Like that's just that, that's Portland. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Besides that, uh, that's about it. Thanks for <laughs> joining me <laughs> on, on this podcast. Um. Yeah. More than all the time. <laughs> and if. You want to talk more about your upcoming album or your EP? Just let me know. Okay. Um, um, and then just a last note for TT herself is go check her out on her Patreon page if you oh. want to support her. <laughs> yeah. It's a dead Patreon page now. <laughs> People just throw me coins when they can, and I've like told them to do it that way. I'm like, don't yeah. donate unless you can. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely the struggle for everyone who's yeah. <laughs> trying to make it but I totally I totally understand like we'll help each other out when we can yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. thanks so much for Thank joining <laughs> yeah. <you>. but yeah <laughs> that's all <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs>